Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 35 and 46 year old from St. Lazare, Manitoba, Canada and Cardiff, Wales. Their hockey journeys have taken them to Canada, the USA, England, Italy, Germany, Austria, Denmark and Wales. One's a third rounder to the New York Rangers, folks. One returns to the shed after episode 123 has had 901 goals, plays, or lessons, folks. There is worry, though. The other will make the shed legitimate as he adds another NHL game played to the roster with the New York Rangers. At the start of this season, one was a player. The other was into the hospitality side of the game. And they are now EIHL playoff champions as the coaches of the shed's second favorite team, the Cardiff Devils. After running amok all playoffs long, Welcome to the shed, Brody Dupont and Neil Francis. <laughs> All right, that's nice. Yeah. Except, hey, <laughs> Thank you. it's a hard one. It's a hard one to pronounce, but it's Saint Lazar. Saint Lazar. Okay. Yeah, there we. Go. Now we got it. The e at the end. I wasn't sure if I had to get after the a or not. You know. It's a little bit of French. I get a little bit of French in there. That's why. Where is that then? In the middle of Manitoba. It's just like a small village, like uh, kind of on the Saskatchewan border. So. And that's you know. where you're from. That's where I grew up. Yep. Okay. Well, nice to meet you. I get into how we know each other. I guess we're meeting right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Franny. Thanks for coercing them into my shed. <laughs> no problem. Everyone wants to come in the shed. It's not hard to get people in. It's uh, hard to keep up when you have a full-time job and kids and, you know, <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> a lot of people do want to come on and a lot of people want to recommend other people to come in and, you know, I'll talk to anybody, but you guys, I had to get on. <laughs> <laughs> so dupes you got injured at the start of the year do you know what the cardiff devils got me to do when i got injured at the start of the year they spray painted me naked and made me do pregame speeches and you got to coach the team yeah 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 same thing isn't it <laughs> i guess it's whatever they they think they can get out of you right you know it's all i'm not, it's I'm all not sure who it. had the best deal there <laughs> yeah, it's all about helping the organization, right? Wherever they see fit. I tell you, um, I just had, uh, I'm in a new group chat and Deese might be involved in, and he just sent me a couple of the photos of that season, Franny, and I had never seen I'm, these. I'm in there too. I've seen them. <laughs> I've Holy seen moly. Them. I had seen those ones before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Life's changed. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, uh, Nice to meet you. And uh, Franny, episode 123, it is climbing to one of the top five episodes ever. You're at 900 <laughs> listens to me and you shoot the shit. Isn't that funny? Wow. That's amazing. 
I think it is. Mm, and, yeah. uh, and you know, Shed's getting so big, folks. We got a sponsor today. This episode is brought to you by also Dupes' former jersey sponsor, reddragongroup.co.uk, folks. Check them out. You can get a free quote today. They have commercial cleaning, office cleaning, floor and ceiling cleaning, and window cleaning services, folks. And they'll even get security guards, ground maintenance, whatever you need. Even if Deese spray paints the back of all the toilets, these folks can get it off, folks. They'll clean anything. Right, Freddy? Yeah, proven track record of that. <laughs> and um, and uh, their managing director just may be on your ball hockey team, the Cardiff he Bay is. Thunder. Cardiff Bay Thunder, big shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Craig, he's on there. So when does this Chris. season get started? When does the Cardiff Bay Thunder start? It doesn't end. It doesn't oh, it's a, it's a ro- rolling season, yeah. I'm on the IR at the moment, though, aren't I, dupes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. You've been on the IR for, what, a month? But yeah, playoff time, when playoff time came for hockey, you, you battled through it. That's all that matters, right? You have to battle through in playoffs, yeah. I was thinking maybe you got injured in the celebrations this last weekend. No? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think few, is Mike- I think a few people did. Is my creepy stalker neighbor also on the Cardiff Bay Thunder? Dan Perkins? No? No. No, you might be playing against him. I think he's in some type of ball hockey league over there. But anyways. Okay. Um, Well, anyways, thanks to Red Dragon Group for uh, sponsoring the Shed and being part of the Shed family. Um, But yeah, check them out, folks. Reddragongroup.co.uk. Anyways, moving on then. So you guys just won. Yep. Yeah, we did. We got the hardware. Holy there we go, right? Holy. Yeah, pr- <laughs> so, Frank doesn't have his hat, though. No, no, mine, mine got lost in the... Uh, well, when you do your hair like action. that, you can't be wearing hats. Okay. Look yeah, at yeah, that yeah. hair. At that age, <laughs> got to show that off. <laughs> um, so anyways, I guess where should we start? <laughs> um, I want to know about this. Where are you now, dupes? I'm still in Cardiff. You know, I have, I have three kids. My kids are in school. So, you know, I'm actually in Dennis Powies, if obviously you're familiar with the area. You know where that is? What was it? What did you say? Dennis Powies? Is that right, Franny? Am I saying it Dennis right? Dennis Powies. Powies. Dennis Powies. It just, it's like a village outside of uh, the city. Nice. It's a nice in, posh instead area. Of, nice, instead of nice turning off to Panarth, you go straight on. You know where I'm at? You're, you're straight out of Panarth. I, I, no, it, no. If you're going up from the... Uh, from the bay and yeah. you're heading towards Panath instead of turning off to Panath straight across to this palace. Nice little village. I gotcha. Yep. There's uh like the, right on like the, the corner center. there. Is there not like a pub right at the corner there? Yep. Keep yeah. going. Yep. I think like I looked at a flat down in there with the family. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the San Lazare of, uh, of Wales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable so, here. Right. So <laughs> I know everybody wants uh, to announce stuff in the shed. I actually don't know anything, but if you're still in Cardiff, let me guess you signed up to coach next year. No, we, uh, <laughs> my kids are in school is what, is what the deal is right yeah. now. So, you, you know, wouldn't I, tell me even you if know. you had Todd's probably got it in his drawer, just waiting to tell everybody, but he's not letting you, I get it. It's cool. I don't even want to know. <laughs> um, so your kids are in school. Uh, how old are they? I got a six year old, four year old and one year old. So I got two of them in school and one at home. Holy moly, yeah, busy. busy times, eh? Busy times, yeah. Gotta love it, though. I love the chaos. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, kids <laughs> in Wales could go to school at three years old. I remember as soon as Colby turned three, he was in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They go earlier. 
Yeah. yeah. That was nice for us too with our boys. So Freddie, where and what are you doing now? Uh, I'm in Panath. I'm like you working from home and just, just clocked off for the day and yeah. uh, trip to the shed. Yeah. On my honey hole lunch hour here. Yep. <laughs> um, so um, Freddie, you got the two girls, right? They got to be yep. there for playoff weekend and celebrate with you. Yeah, they did. And that, that was like the best thing, you know, to share these moments with the family. Cause I mean, the families go through a lot of sacrifices as well. And, you know, same, same especially with you, yours, you know I mean? man, yours, you work a full-time job. Yeah. Work, work two full-time jobs this year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, they make sacrifices and uh, you know, Laura made the, the decision to, to come up. It's sort of in the, in the last week, you know, we, we obviously, had to make the weekend first of all and then all of a sudden they're scrambling around saying yeah I, th- I think we're gonna come they had a good feeling and uh our wives and kids actually traveled up together so that was pretty cool they hung out all weekend oh really then... the duponts and the francis's all came together they did yeah yeah well what a memory to be able to sell like because when we won the challenge cup when i was in cardiff colby wasn't there they never actually made the trip that day because lisa was about ready to have zoe right uh but yeah. Like he probably it would have been cool if he would have been there, but like that your kids are of the age now, like they're gonna remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine still remember that challenge cup because they came up for that too. Yeah. But now they're you know they're that bit older. They're now ten and eleven. Um, you know they were on the ice. They they were on TV, which they thought was cool. So they've seen the highlights back, and you know that is TV cool and, for a kid. <laughs> yeah, and then the medal went into school for show and tell. So Holly was walking in there like a champ on Monday morning. Uh, Tuesday actually is a man called him Monday, but Tuesday morning uh, and had people kind of flocking her as she was approaching the gate. You say winning like a champ, you, you do walk a little different after you win. You just get a little more, <laughs> you know, a little more pep in your step. You just kind of walk around like a champion. You know what I mean? Dudes, you no, know what I, know, I mean? Yeah. You've been, you've been, you've been yeah. flaunting your shit around Cardiff this week, haven't you? <laughs> it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. You know, it's been exhausting too. At the same, in the same breath. Right. Oh yeah. How <laughs> my, many nights my did you go in a row? I'm out of credits. I'm out of credits. You know, I cashed them all in. So, you know, we went uh, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know what was kind of weird is like the season got pushed back this year, right? It got extended a week. So, so mo- most of the guys basically flocked out of town or on holiday, almost like two days after the, the championship. So, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to really kind of hang out and, and kind of uh, get together just with the team. And just so, soak it so, in, you know, yeah. I just soak it in. So it was, it was kind of, uh, it was, it was a little bit kind of different in that sense, but I mean, you know, it didn't stop us from celebrating. We still had a great time. And you need to every time, every yep. time. <laughs> Fran- Franny, you- I heard you still know how to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I got to go in pretty hard and photos are still, <laughs> photos are still emerging of uh, the sorry state on the bus on the way home. It can be exhausting. I know sit at best it could be exhausting i remember the bus trip back after the challenge cup night that bus trip back they had the wives and everybody on the bus and everybody was so loud oh it hurt (laughs) we did did, as far as i know as far as i know we don't have any fines or uh, or uh, outstanding debts after this one yeah unlike the uh, challenge Cup. well maybe todd (laughs) learned right that you guys didn't stay the night you guys got home right got out of there yeah yeah, yeah, we, we went home after that. Right. So yeah. <laughs> so no hotels in Nottingham are upset like they were at yeah. Jeffield, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not banned from any places, I don't think. 
Uh, okay. So I let's see here. I'm going to start with, uh, let's see here, Brody. So you signed up to be an assistant coach this season and player. Is that right? Yep. That's how, right. Does that, yep. how does that happen? Does that scald you that make that deal or? Yeah, well, they knew I was kind of looking for that. Uh, I, I was honestly looking to go to the ECHL to fill that role. Um, and we, we kind of had made this, the decision after coming home from Denmark. It was such a hard travel home from Denmark. It took me 27 hours to get home. Uh, you know, I had a fresh baby born in February, and I was basically like, I'm done. Like, I, I can't go back over the pond. And, uh, yeah, I got a late call in, in July, uh, early early July, just basically seeing what my interest was. Um and then they threw that out there. I didn't really know that was, could be an option. So once I spoke around, you know, with the Cardiff organization, they got a good reputation of how they treat families. And, and, and so, you know, we, we thought about it and kind of made the decision. Um, and, and you know what, I'm glad we did in the sense that like everything we heard about Cardiff, it ended up being uh, in terms of a team and organization and city and everything that they sold us. Um, you know, it, it was, it was incredible. Now it's just to kind of feel, feel that winning experience. And then, on top of it, the family's really comfortable with the school, you know, so it was a really, it was really fun. And uh, yeah, basically that's kind of, kind of was the start of it. And and so we just decided, you know what, the hell with it. Let's, let's jump in and, and see how it, what happens. And so we'll you, go from there. you knew you wanted to get into coaching. Yeah, this hasn't been, this has been kind of a long thing coming uh, in terms of, you know, just as it was a matter of time and making that transition. Um, you know, so I, I've been, I've been honestly, to, to be completely honest, I've been honest with 10 years, like just journaling, um, you know, documenting, I have, you know, I have, a, I have so much prep work into it already. This is a lot, this is kind of a game that I always knew I wanted to stay in, to be fair. So it was just a matter of when and, and if that opportunity came, uh, I just wanted to be ready. Because, um, uh, you know, well, you know, obviously look at this season with the injury and, and being just coming on full, full time as assistant coach, which was the first opportunity. You know, I just wanted to be ready if that chance came. Um, I didn't ever anticipate it happening this way. Uh, so that was kind well, of. Uh, the people say yeah. things happen for a reason, right? And like to say, I know what those trips like were with a fresh baby over the pond. That shit is exhaust. That's more exhausting than <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> that is more exhausting. <laughs> my, our last flight back, when we knew we were done, and the you know the the post hockey anxiety was hitting hardcore, and we get to the airport, and they're like, "Well, why don't you check an extra bag? We'll let you put it down there for free. We see you got a lot of stuff. Why don't you check it for free?" So we're like, "Okay, we don't need this bag. It's the daughter's clothes." Well, we get on the plane and she projectile vomits all over herself, myself, and, you know, the whole row of folks. And then we realized we have no clothes for her because they're now under the plane. So we ended up, we ended up in one and she vomited the whole way home. And um, that was our last trip. And it was exhausting. Murphy's Law, it's going to happen. It's going to happen doesn't matter what it's going to happen but what i was going to say is things happen for a reason and that you take that job you decide to come back over the pond for a good opportunity and like i mean not every season uh, the coach gets fired and then you get vaulted into the position you're in and you got a wingman like franny to do it with and next thing you know you're a champion coach and you just started that's a pretty good start <laughs> <laughs> yeah a bit of luck and you know franny and i you know like it was kind of thrown into the soup obviously and and to be to be fair i don't think there's any better way just like you know just it, get into I, it i was I, I was i was you know felt like i was always ready but uh you know it just the way things shook out was kind of kind of interesting but yeah just kind of threw us in the fire I, you know 
how I how I heard the news to be fair, like obviously like we, I wasn't involved in any any sort of aspect of of you know knowing that skulls was going to be released or what was going on and. So I was in the office one day, my wife had been going, you know, you gotta understand, I went through this process of going from playing to coaching where, you know, essentially my career is over, like unexpectedly, like, and I thought I would like handle it a lot better, but I was actually quite depressing, to be honest. And I tried to hide it as best as possible. And it's basically like you're grieving, like it's kind of, it's just a weird process to go through. And so, you know, of course, of course, our wives, like they got to wear that they got, you know, they got to be the ones that are, you know, there for us. So she, she was kind of, you know, basically she wore that for you know from december on to whatever this happened and she was kind of saying you know what i just need a day i just need a day where i can go relax and just enjoy myself i was like yeah no problem we're going to playoffs okay things are gonna get real busy so tell you what let's get it let's get a uh, hair salon book that ken, ken Pickton was you here when you're here oh yeah oh yeah so, so ken so he she goes out to see kenny p uh I come home early from the office. I grab my little one. My other two are in school. I head back down to the office, forgot to print something. So I'm like, I'll rip back to the office after I drop her. So I'm in the office. It's, it's 2.30 or so. And, and this is basically how I found out. My little one-year-old's running around the office. I'm just printing something off. And my phone's ringing. Todd's calling me. And I'm like, what's going on here? So like, I, like hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just in the office. But got to pick up my kids from school in like 20 minutes. What's up? And he's like, okay. He's like, just kind of like, he's called, call me after then. I'm like, it's kind of, kind of sounded urgent. And I'm like, okay. I was like, uh, well, what's up? He's like, Hey, uh, we're letting skulls go. And, um, you know, you're, you're basically, uh, we're going to let you and Franny take the team. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm coming to your office right now. Um, so I like rip over there. I got, I got jury in my arm and basically he's like, we're going to address the team tonight at five. And I'm like, at five, I'm like, Todd, like I, I have all three kids with me. Like, what do you mean we're addressing the team at five? You know, like, so I show back up to the rink, got all three kids, you know what I mean? And trying to call my wife and like, Hey, like, you know, I, I know you wanted that off day, but uh, things have like changed a little slightly. So <laughs> you're going to have to Uber out of there, get down <laughs> to the rink and take the kids and oh. we got to address the team and, and so on. So it was, well, it was she was, at, if she was with Kenny P. So. She was probably in a good mood anyways, because the hairdo would have been <laughs> phenomenal. Right. That's right. That's right. So that, that was kind of, it was kind of interesting how it, how it happened. And, but uh, yeah, it was just mad chaos. And, and you know what, it just, you just ran with it. Right. That's kind of the story of my life. And it you know, all just happens all really over. fast. Right. And then all of a sudden so you're fast, into it. Man. So that and was, this, this, this was on a Friday night as well, by the way. So we got two games on the weekend to play. <laughs> so Freddie, um, your story then we haven't got you that involved here. Okay. So you were in like when you, the research team gets hot, right? You were the bench coach my two years in Cardiff. One when I went through the grieving process and the depressed situation where I handled it totally different than like becoming a head coach and a champion. I got naked and got spray painted by Dees and covered in dirt and ran around naked shouting at people. And um, but everybody deals with things differently, but um <laughs> Anyways, Freddie, after that, you got into like taking sponsors and you were dealing with like the business side of things. And, um, you, I, we talked about your first episode is you do whatever the devils need you to do, whatever role that is, whatever they ask you to do. It's what you've been doing since you were a player. But when did you, you were already on the bench with Scaldi, right? Yeah. So that, that was, I was in from the start of this year. Uh, I mean, I was involved in the um, interview process. and So then, they hire Scaldi and then Scaldi they, they, asks you to be on the bench with them? 
kind of yeah um it's uh we've been speaking lots about players you know i was bringing him a load of players that i thought would fit into what we need and we're having sort of um conversations every other day and this of course went on for over a year because we started off talking about the season that got cancelled that they got postponed um and then uh you know started to build when we knew there was going to be a season so we've been speaking every other day for you know a year 18 months or whatever and then originally he he was told there was no assistant coach because you know there just wasn't a budget for it this year but then um you know we came up with this you know they, they asked me basically him and todd whether i could make it work with with my work and working from home sort of helped that out a little bit but it was still you know long hours that i, I had to work back the hours that i'd be at practice two days a week and obviously the weekends and stuff like that so i was in from from day one this season apart from the very first two games which uh Ironically, Skulls and I both had COVID uh, and we missed the first two two games of the season and Dupes stepped in to, player for that coach, in the right? very first two games of the season. Pl- player coach, yeah. uh, run, run a few practices and then Todd and Jamie Elson you know, helped out on the bench uh, to get us through those. And they got, a, they got a big win as well in the Champions League game. But then uh, Skulls and I recovered enough to fly into Mannheim, Germany for the uh, for the third Champions League game, right, right into you know, face-off, I think. So then were you running the D all year? Yeah, I was running the D. Okay. Is, so then uh, when, totally so when Scaldi's, yeah, you were the, you ran the forwards, but I was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. let the D to it. Yeah. Um. So you're the D this year. Eh? It's pretty easy. Yep. Eh? There's just six of them. Like whatever. That's nice. Well, it, it would have been nice to have <laughs> piece of them, cake. Eh, Freddy I mean, or what? We, we, uh, we spent most of the season with five D sometimes dropping down to four D because this year, uh, they had tighter rosters and, you know, wage caps and stuff like that. So it wasn't easy to bring guys in, you know, at, at, uh, and, and fill a spot. So if you had an injury, we were down to 5D. And luckily in the CHL game, when we were down to five, because one of our guy gets hurt in the first game, Todd was showing me how you run a five-man rotation. Oh, you were like telling that. me about that in your episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and luckily we had that because that stuck with me the whole year. So, you know, every time we'd go down a D-man, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I got this now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun running the D. So then when Scaldi's got uh, uh, Brody, then you take over the forwards then? Yeah, basically is what happened. We just left But you were a full-time assistant before that? Yeah, I was on the bench full time. I was, uh, you know, mostly I wasn't running any any of the forwards or the D. Scaldi was running the forwards. Uh, Franny was still running the D. I may have ran the D one or two games. I think there was one game Franny couldn't make it. Then there was another game I ran them. But outside of that, you know, I was mostly just kind of there uh, to help with, uh, you know, spotting things like matchups or you know, you know, giving my my thoughts on you know whether we should make an adjustment or something. You know, it's always would I you give any input to, to guys like one on one? Like, hey, did you see this there or you, that sort of thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know that that that's how I was as a player. I, I would I would talk to guys anyways, so it wasn't much of a change from that. Okay. And when when Dupes came in, it made a made a big difference because yeah, he had that good relationship with the players that he could pull guys to side. And sometimes it's you know it's better coming from you know from someone else. And uh, you also got straight into doing the uh, the pre scouts and uh, and stuff like that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, first day. I was there on a Wednesday, and I ran the pre scouts for the weekend. So I kind of ran the general five on five meeting uh, with the pre scouts and. Scalds ran, ran the special teams and then he would run, 
you know, then he'd run the general meeting, uh, you know, before, before the guys would go out on the ice and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it, again, it was kind of like thrown right into it, got great experience. You know, the first pre-scout, like it's always different. You can get up in your gear and, you know, yell at the guys or get up in your gear and encourage the guys. But when you, when you're up there with the, with the, you know, the computer now, it's like, you know, you're just, you know, the boys are just waiting to rip you apart. Yes, so chirp you. Know, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that was my first word. I just, my first one. I just said, "Boy, save the chirps for later." All right, let's get through this pre scout Then I'll eat the chirps later. All right. So it kind of got a little chuckle out of that, but it, it was good. I got into it right away, and it was kind of off and running at that point. Uh, it's interesting. The coaching and the perception is like me coaching the kids, the under 11s this year. It's so different than like I could get up and shout at the boys or like like you yeah. said. But then all of a sudden you're doing a pregame speech and you can see the little buggers and just the way they're looking at you. And you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> I better not screw up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, coaching's fun. I really loved it this season. Good stuff. Um, so anyways. Um, okay. So then you, he gets let go. It's your show. So biggest question I got, cause Franny, I know he's a big pregame speaker. Who's given the pregame speeches now? And are they well, closed? <laughs> <laughs> they're closed. Uh, you, you know, I, I gave I gave most of them. You know, and uh, with the first game, we kind of uh, we we split. You know, Franny Franny gave a super emotional, uh, inspirational speech, um, and, and you know, that, so that was nice. And but for the most part, I ran. I took over from there and ran and kind of gave all the pregame speeches. And, and you know, um, in terms of like the day to day stuff with Franny having the full-time job, I basically, you know, would handle most of it during the week. And then Franny would come in on the weekend. He was great to bounce things off of. Um, Very similar to how it was with Lordo, eh, Franny? Yeah, a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) two-way. I didn't want to be Lordo's assistant either. So I I would grab grab. I would grab feedback from Franny and, and, you know, basically we, we would know what the conversation would be going in and, and uh, you know, but I, I would usually deliver it. And you know what, in fairness, in fairness, if Franny ever had anything to, to add, uh, you know, I was, I would never be the type of guy to, to ever feel like I'm being overstepped. Like, you know, it's all about the team and making the team better. Um, you know, so, so I was always totally cool if he ever wanted to say anything. So it was a, it was a, you know what, it was a good relationship and, and you know, we kind of have the same sense of humor, you know, so uh, we, he kept me, he kept me calm if I ever did get, uh, you know, excited. And, and I think vice versa, you know, especially when, when the refs came into play and we get shouting a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the pictures for the poster that Freddie sent me and most of them are the two of you. And in every picture I see like just either pure happiness or like the passion, like, um, you can tell you guys were right into her. We'll put it that way. Yeah, we want to make it fun. That was kind of, uh, you know, we want to bring a couple themes. Uh, we want to talk about accountability and just like we had to, we had to find a way to energize, uh, energize the group to make it fun. So, uh, you, you know, um, excited we, to we be at a, the rink. Yeah, we had a, I, I had a, I had a blast. I mean, whatever, whatever, honestly, whatever happens from this day forward, that was, that was, that was like, that was a lot of fun. I had a blast doing it, and you know, to cap it with a championship, like no better feeling in the world to win that, you know. And, and the and Cardiff Devils know like, how to celebrate. Yeah. They know how to celebrate. Just going back to the pregame speeches, Wally, you'll like this one. So um, so before every game, you know, you've got to give out the starting lineup. 
and uh, Skull started it off where, you know, he he did the first one. And then, you know, when we lost the game, he's like, right, I'm going to give it to the team. So I think Big Lou, he was the first. So he gets the start in six. And if he wins, then he keeps on going on the roll. And then if he loses, it goes to Mickelson and then the next right. guy, the next guy. So by the end of the year, um, it's probably tells us we've had too many losses. So by the end of the year, um, we've gone through the roster. Um, you know, obviously there's been that uh, coaching change. Dupes has done his as a player. We're like, you know, what are we going to do now? Like, who do we go to? I said, you know what, Dupes, you know, you're, you're leading the ship. You go for it. So so you you did it and we lost that night, didn't we? We lost in yep. OT. 0-1. Great start. Yeah, yeah. We lost in <laughs> OT. Uh, we were we were desperate to get that first win too, but I think it was just you know that happening on the Friday night. It was a little bit too much, but then by the Saturday we'd settle right down and guys were were having fun and stuff. And um, Dupes is like, Franny, you got this now. So I did it, and then we won a few matches. And you know, I was hoping that we would take it. I think we had six more, seven more games. I was hoping I was going to take it right the way through because that means we'd win the championship. Um, but in the quarterfinals, the first leg we play at home against Glasgow. And we lose that game. I so saw. Like, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So at home. Not only, at home. Yeah. Not only were we in one, and you know we'd obviously uh, manipulated the playoff draw because we had the first choice, and we wanted the home game, get a lead, and then make them travel there, there and back. travel twice. You now everybody yeah. thinks that's the recipe, and everybody does the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, okay, who are we, who are we gonna do for this? And we had, we have the most awesome bus driver, Dale um he's got the thickest valley's accent that people can't understand him but they just laugh because it's funny and whatever he's saying is funny anyway and he's i mean he's got an absolute heart of gold you know he's always loading the bus he can't do enough for the guys so uh so dupes goes yeah dale is our guy he's our closer we're That's bringing a in great dale idea yeah. yeah so so dupes has gone out and he's done his kind of last minute you know key points and everything and then he goes okay guys Three games left. I'm bringing in the closer. The door flies open and Dale bursts in there. And, and this guy was so emotional and so like proud he, to do it. He, yeah, he, he would have been jacked gave, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was he was so pumped. He even got like uh, Jade, uh, um, 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 a medical uh, officer to film it. So because uh, he wanted to send it to his wife to show what he'd done. And he, <laughs> he gave he didn't just do the lineup. He went in for a proper like heartfelt passion. It was like really? Braveheart in there. And uh, yeah. And then we, did he then we get the before he did it. Did <laughs> oh, I don't know. He just he kept on. He kept on disappearing to the toilet. He, like, he puked because <laughs> he was nervous about doing it. I, I remember the anxiety. I remember the anxiety. I would sit in the bathroom naked or in the closet naked waiting to jump out. And man, I tell you, I just wanted to be perfect because like, I just wanted to feel a part of it again. Right. And obviously Lordo yep. was very particular and I didn't, I wasn't going to be his assistant coach and you're already on the bench. So there's no spot for me there. I just wanted to be a part of it. And that's, it's weird how each team you got to find what works and what dynamic it ends up being that is successful. Right. And for yeah. you guys, it was coaching changes going into playoffs and, uh, yeah. and the like we figured out what works and then the Dale coming in hot, yeah. coming in hot, hot and the boys went nuts. They went crazy. It was like, what well, it did remind me Wally of your pregame speeches where the guys are just absolutely just screaming, jumping up and down. It Franny, was, you should see by awesome. now with the under 11s. I do oh, the I starting imagine. lineup too, but what we do is I like do the big speech and like, it's, it's very passionate. And then I'm like, okay, starting lineup. And then I'll say, 
the guy and then the whole team like screamed and then <laughs> um and then i'd say i'd lead us out and then i'd end with noxie our goalie it was wild yeah. times in there <laughs> oh i can't oh, wait to give time. them their mini sticks gosh yeah <laughs> anyways okay um franny speaking of uh videoing pregame speeches you're the sicko that would always video mine eh? <laughs> yeah that was my role on the team yeah <laughs> apparently sam duggan <laughs> loves them <laughs> okay so dupes then uh you talked about how hard it is getting injured and i went through it that year i never got to become the coach which would have kept me more occupied than pregame speeches but so what was it that got hurt and how'd you know you were done because like for me i got hurt i trained like crazy for i think it was like four to six weeks and then when i went back to see the doctor they're like yeah you're screwed you're done um how'd it work for you uh well basically i got hurt in october and I was out with a concussion and came back, you know, I was out maybe five, six weeks, came back late, later and uh, head was feeling fine, but, you know, kept playing. I came back and I was playing and I kept, kept noticing my arm was going tingly. My left arm had kept going tingly. I'd feel these tingles. And then it was getting to the point where my arm would go completely numb. It'd just be dead. And so, you know, we're, we're sitting there and, you know, you're not recovering because you're constantly, you know, getting more and more hurt and, you know, it, it would just, it would like this toothache just sat in my neck and never left. And it was to the point where I was sleeping on my couch at home, not because my wife forced me out, but because I had to, because the, the armrest, I had to sleep with my neck like this to sort of space out my spine. It was the only way I can get any relief. And so finally, finally, it was one of those, those situations where I was like, like my arm's dead. I can't do it. Like face-offs are becoming almost impossible. Every time I get hit or I get a quick jolt, I'll just lose complete feeling in my left arm. That's scary uh, so shit, I, dude. Yeah. So, so I was like, you know what? I better, I better get an MRI just to, you know, make sure my neck's not broken or something. Um, so I go and get the MRI and ba- basically, you know, we've been through so much of our bodies and, and, and whatnot, but you know, there was an inflamed nerve that was basically being pinched off. And, you know, I don't know all the medical terms they use, but basically it, it, it was, it made sense what was happening with my arm. And, and basically they told me, you're looking, you know, you're looking at maybe six, two to two to six months. We don't know. It could be a year. You may never get feeling back. Nerves are kind of tricky. So, you know, I, I think once, once that kind of started, uh, that start, got the ball rolling. If I had to guess, I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but at that point it, the organization probably felt, okay, you know, dupes is basically one hit away from, you know, probably losing his arm or his limb. So, so they, you know, they and went you out just kept and, playing through that, eh? And, you are, you are yeah, old so, school. <laughs> so, Do you know how so many young yeah. bucks would come to the EIHL and say, I can't play with like whatever injury, right? Like you're yeah, playing with well, like a neck that's making your arm go numb. That's wild so, shit, man. So yeah. So, so it just kind of came to a point where they, they found a new guy and uh, it, it was, it was a matter of, listen, uh, we're going to put you on the, on the long-term IR. You got to think about your health. Uh, you know, Stoltz called me in and kind of broke it down. And, you know, we got to think about your long-term health as well. And, and so, you know what, it, it was kind of a moment where it was like, okay, well, this might be it. Um, and, but we would like to, he's like, I'd like to invite you on as a full-time assistant. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Right. Like, you know, get some real, real kind of experience. So once that happened, um, uh, to be fair, I probably still didn't fully accept it at that point. You know, like I was like, okay, like whatever, I'll ride out this year and see what happens. And you know what, if I get a coaching gig, uh, maybe, maybe that's great. Otherwise I'm, I'm going to play next year again. And, you know, 
you know, at the same, as, as time went on and, and it wasn't healing and it wasn't getting better. And, you know, like I got three kids at home and, uh, you know, I'm like, God, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, man. what are you doing? Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's figure this out. And so that's when it kind of became, it started to settle in like, okay, you're done. You're done. You know, uh, hell of a ride, hell, hell of a run, you know, but yeah. it's time to look the other direction. And, 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 you know, it's, it, so I started forging you know towards the future and and just like thinking okay i gotta start maybe you know getting my resume uh out there and, and you know obviously then i had no indication that you know this would happen you know this would happen yeah so so uh, you know i i just started like going ahead and just trying to get stuff organized and, and and to be and to be fair it was like trying to get stuff my head wrapped around certain things like that i was done and, and well the, and the other walk, thing is that you would have been going through that i was going through was like you've been a hockey player. That's how you made the money, right? You, this season you got signed as an assistant coach player, but they were signing you as a player realistically, right. To help you get experience into your coaching career. But 100%. once that's taken from you and like, for me, it was like November, like you got your two kids looking at you and you're like, Holy shit. How am I going to provide for that moving forward? And you're, you're like, I've always been a hockey player. And like, the worst part for me was showing up at the big blue tent and having to watch all of my best friends play hockey. It fucking killed me. So my biggest, my friend, you probably remember this game challenge cup or so I've, I've been okay. Cause you know, in my mind, I was probably still like, Oh, you know what? You're just hurt dudes. Like, it's just like you're on the IR and you're on the bench, not a big deal. Then all of a sudden we're in the challenge cup finals and we're in Belfast and there's 7,500 people there. And I just have, I just start pacing before the game, like and like Brandy's like, what's what's going on? I was like, man, I'm like, this is the first game where like I'm like freaking out, like I'm stressed, like I want to be out there with the boys, like it's like, and he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, this is the first big game. He's like, this is like the hardest one, you know. So like it, it was kind of like interesting where I just this just sort of this anxiety took over me and and I just like started like sweating and like I was like just like really like thinking in that you know these games are done playing, you know? And so oh, yeah. it was kind of an interesting time, but yeah, it's, it's just like your heart gets ripped out of your chest. Right. And you know, oh, you got to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you got to still be a part of it. Right. Well, that's right. That's that. And, and that this is coaching's all different though, dude, I got to say when I'm coaching the under 11s and my heart gets racing and I know when it's a big game, the day this season, when we had our big games, it felt like I was going to challenge cup finals with those under 11s and I would be pacing before games. I'd be like in the zone, ready for my pregame speech. I would have everything ready for them so they could get out on the ice without anything being in their way. Like I would be so into every detail to have them ready to go, but you at least get to be a part of it, but then you don't get to go out there and like hit somebody or like sweat or like your heart rate just continues to beat at an irregular <laughs> speed and you don't yeah. actually get like the energy out, you know? Wild. yeah no it, it, it's it's wild man but uh it is as close as you can get right so yeah. my, my my thing was you know once you're prepared if you prepare properly i found if i prepared properly um there was never i never really had an issue with you know until that game with like the anxiety and that sort of thing but that game just brought it out in me and 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 then you know it was just kind of you know it was a realization okay all right this is it man this is it and it sucked but it's, you know, at the same breath, it was like, this is a good opportunity. You better take advantage of this, you know, like, don't be sitting here like pouting or, you know, you got to like, look at the big picture. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I just kind of took it and ran with it. 
Well, Franny, let's get you involved. Do you remember those days when you switched from player to coach? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, a bit different for me because I was, I was never a top line guy like you guys. Um, I, I did that kind of cheerleading bit as, you know, role, whether it was 10 forward or whatever, you know, in a three line league or whether I was 12 forward in a four line league. Um, so I was always used to doing those bits that I do on the bench. But um, I think, yeah, the biggest thing, like Dupes is saying, it, you feel a bit powerless, don't you? That once the game is going on, you know, if you're playing, you can get yourself like fully charged up. You know, I used to go out there and how I could help my team was go and make a few hits, uh, you know, against bigger guys because then they're going, right, Franny's doing it, then I better do it. And, you know, that kind of thing. When you're on the bench, yeah, you can you know, there's some input you can have, but you, you feel a little bit helpless there and you, you've got to trust the guys that are in front of you. It's, it's a lot to think about here in the shed. I've eh? really breaking it down here, but I would yeah. say as a player, you can change the game in certain situations, like with a certain player, a certain goal, but as a coach, you can control more of the entirety of the game. If you want to get deep yeah, with me, fellas. Yeah. I mean, do we want to go? Do we want to go down that road? I don't think so. <laughs> it's just a Let's not get too heavy here. <laughs> so did anybody, oh, well, I guess, yeah, if we don't know who's the coach next season, whatever, but you are going to need a goalie. The Devils will need a goalie, right? Next year, yeah. Legs and eggs. Um, so when you guys lost uh, that first game at home in Cardiff and then you go up to Glasgow, you play Mac again. And he yep. gets legs and eggs. He gets a shutout. Yeah, yeah I mean that, that's that's the one thing that, that we knew. I mean, obviously, um, we're not happy with the other team for announcing, you know, the siren when they season. did. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's unprofessional. It's um, you, you know, in most sports, it would be illegal. It would be seen as poaching. <laughs> um, but but uh, still, the Wild know. West over in Europe, though, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know. Players sign with other teams all the time during the season, then it's announced after the season and, and whatever. Um, but them announcing it when we still had, you know, a month of our season to go and um, yeah, it, it was unprofessional on their part. So we weren't happy with that. But the one thing that we did know is that it wasn't going to change Mac. No. Sometimes guys, when that happens, and they've signed somewhere else in their head somewhere else, then you've lost them. Um, knowing Mac, he's such a competitor we knew that he would want to go out with a championship. So we didn't have any hesitation in playing him. Yeah. I mean, right. Matt came in, Matt came in, this, Matt came into my office almost immediately to, to speak to me. And it was like, I, you don't even need to be in your, I like, basically, I know what you're going to say. I'm not worried. Uh, you're starting, you're starting the rest of the year. Uh, you're our guy. And like Franny said, he's so competitive. You can put him in a, in a probably like a, a fundraising ball hockey tournament. And, you know, he's going to play for keeps. And so that's just, that's just who he is. Right. He, uh, and he carried us, you know, all year, I, in my opinion, I know Besco won the goal of the year, but I thought, I thought Mac was the best goalie. Um, and that's not taking anything away from Besco. Uh, he obviously had two cups, but Mac gave us a chance to win, uh, you know, every night. And the thing about Mac was, you know, you know, even the game we lost against Blasco, even, I don't even think he played terribly. Uh, it was just one of those nights where, you would say it was like an average night. It's like, okay, you know what? Like you don't want to say, but it's like Mac's probably going to post a donut tomorrow. Like it just like, it just, it's just, just one of those guys ball. that like is ultra competitive and losing at home would yeah. eight at him so bad that there's, you, you got to start in the next game. Cause you know what he's going to do. Right. Yeah. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a question. Like it was like, 
but you just knew what he was going to do it. And, and, and that was exciting because we, we knew we had, a, we were going to have uh, obviously good, good goaltending and, and, you know, obviously he, he did, he did just that and, and we ended up winning. Well, I uh, have never really seen the guy play. I've only just chatted with him in my shed like nine times, but like, <laughs> like he seems like a good dude that yeah. just like he, he cares about winning. That's what he cares about. He cares about winning yeah. the games, right? That's what he cares about, right? You know, and so. He so just, you played he, in Herning where he's going, eh? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep, yeah, he played there for, I played there for a couple of years. Yeah, you were, I, I was looking, were you in Denmark for a year or two, one year? Oh yeah, that's the gold helmet back there, right there. Yeah. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. With Sue Nerjuski, we actually beat Herning in the finals in Game Seven. Um, yeah. They still talk about it. They still talk and about it. And they should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I they're very. Well, I, I don't know what your time was like at Denmark, but anyways, we're gonna get into your one-on-one episode. I was just getting Franny to coerce you into my shed, and now I'm gonna try and get your full episode of one-on-one time with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair but, enough. Okay. I'll ask you one question. This will be um, a preview for your one-on-one episode, getting the call to the NHL for your one game played. How'd it go? Well, they couldn't find me. So uh, I was, they had to call my wife. Uh, who I was, uh, We weren't married at the time. And basically the coach's wife had to call my wife and, and, and get a hold of me. I was at the movies, believe it or not. I wasn't out, I wasn't out getting shit faced or anything, but uh, I was at the movies and I got this call like at 10 30 night and he, he just basically says, all right, pack your best suit. You're on a flight 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. You're going down to Raleigh, play at the Carolina Hurricanes. So, you know, I was like, holy God, like all amped up, like ripping home, getting packed, you know, don't know what to pack, just packing whatever best suit I have. You know, you're trying to get everything you got, got a flight next morning and and headed down there and so i come in i come and buzz and get there and i'm like holy god this is happening so i get in for pre-game pre-game meeting at the hotel we john tortorella is the head coach and uh we're doing pre the pre-scout at the hotel and he's like all right boys just want to welcome like dupes brody dupont he's up uh dupes you're not playing tonight but welcome to the team and i was like okay <laughs> i guess i'm not in tonight so and and so we flew down to Atlanta the next night, and that's when I he came and told me like, "Hey, you're going to be in tonight." And uh, so, so we your one Atlanta. game was against the Thrashers. Atlanta, Atlanta. You know, most kids probably don't even know who they are. You know, Phillips Arena. You know, it was it was packed uh, house that night in Atlanta. You know what? I, I will say it was a good crowd. They had about fifteen, sixteen thousand. Um, it, it was kind of cool because Andrew Ladd was on the team. I played with him in junior. Um, you know, Nigel Dawes is there. I played uh, with him in Hartford. Um, you know, so it's kind of cool to share that moment with them. Uh, you know, got all of five minutes of ice time, you know, and then basically won the game in a shootout, which, you know, I didn't see the ice in the third and shootout was exciting to watch and then, uh, scratch for the rest of the next two games and then headed back down to Hartford, down, down the, the highway. Well, I tell you, we'll get into your episode here someday when I can coerce you into my shed again, but I saw you had like three, four seasons of the AHL with like 40 something points, like, and you're putting up penalty minutes, probably playing a power forward game, you know, guy that wasn't complaining yeah. about much, probably had a numb arm and he was just like, ah, it's fine. I'll just keep playing. <laughs> uh, one guy I saw you played with though, research team found you played with deeds the season. He had over 300 penalty minutes yeah. because that was the season you play your NHL game. He's also putting up 300 pins. <laughs> we had a wild, we had a, we could get in. We had a wild team when we were there. Like we had Didio Midi, Soriel, you know, Dale Weiss was there. 
like Chris Newberry, you know, we had a lot of, you know, back then it was a little bit different. It's not that we're that old, but we had a lot of meat. We had a lot of power forward uh, type of players and, 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 you know, the, the, just the absolute like absurdness that would happen on the ice. It was, it was, you know, we weren't getting pushed around, but most teams, most teams in fairness had, had their middleweights and, and then their super heavyweights who were just like terrifying. And you it know, was terrifying in the AHL back then. When I went to Syracuse, I, mean, I was like, this is professional hockey. This is what I've been trying to get to. It's a circus. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to get off the fourth line if you want to survive. Because well, wow, I was on the terrifying. fourth line with Mike Scroy and I did not fit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, we were line mates in my AHL day. Or yeah, I think I have zero points, I think, in about 19 games played. One fight. <laughs> I think he made a comeback like four years ago for two games. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, yeah, but anyways, okay, so we'll get into your one-on-one time. I got a couple more questions for this uh, coach's one, okay? Yep. Franny, we'll start with yes. you. Who do you think was the best dancer on the Devils this year? Best dancer, like as in real dancing or? Like after think... a win in the locker room, does nobody dance anymore? What do you mean? You just sit there? No, I don't think I did see any dancing. Really, Dupes, help me out on that. Anything? No, I can't. I, I know, it, I know. Lamon is Lamin there no rhythm in the room he, anymore? He throws moves. The the room there was no there was no dancing. You know, probably if you're gonna throw someone out, Sam Duggan. He doesn't look like he has that much rhythm in his hips. <laughs> Yeah, it's not about the rhythm, it's about no. the feel, you know? He's, he's active. Yeah. 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 He's active in the room. Some, yeah. Sometimes not having the rhythm, you can make up for it with enthusiasm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what else do I got then? Okay, um, once you become a coach, does your chippy lane order from when you're a player? Me, Do- you're yeah, me. Doops, doops, did you go to chippy lane? Wasn't down Chippy Lane, no. No. You, you didn't go to Chippy Lane at all. Not once. I don't even know what Chippy Lane is. This you, is absurd. You know, Fr- Franny? Where everybody eats Talk after a night him. out. Talk to him. With all the kebabs. Hey, I'm, I'm, like, I'm out in Dennis Towers here. Like, I got my little joints out here. I guess. Okay. Where, what do you eat late night though? Okay. When you became a champion uh, and you've been out for say two, three nights and well, it's near uh, the end and you're like, I got to eat something before bed. Where are you going? You know, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was with, I went out with Dixon on Tuesday night and we didn't end up on Chippy Lane. That's all I know. We went down, we went down to a bar and we closed it up and basically we parted ways and went home. That was the night. That's where he's going to Chippy Lane. He's not telling you about it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying like, to get right, a dude. deal for next year. <laughs> All right, dude. That's that, I, I guess it. I guess we're not announcing anything today. We don't know who's the coach next year. I have no idea. I'm just like making shit up. But um, if you were the two champions, we're going to recruit a team for next season at Cardiff. Where would you start? Well, I mean. You obviously need a goalie, right? So you'd have yeah. to get now. So you probably start with the goaltending and then and then move out and and you want to. If if I don't know, like Franny's recruited more than I ever have, and you probably just want to get a core together and keep the core together that you know drives the bus. So you know, yeah, for that, us, uh, that was a big difference this year. I mean, it, the, the year they got cancelled due to COVID, um, there was I think fourteen returning guys, and we were going to have five new guys. 
and then we miss a whole season and then you know the rest of Europe discovers just how good Joey Martin and Fawns and, and the rest of those guys are um, and then it flips on its head all of a sudden we've got five returning guys and we're recruiting 14 new guys um, and, we, and we did feel that that kind of cost us at the start of the season where I mean, it takes some time to, to gel and yeah. really figure out who your core is right like it takes yeah. some time it's the same happened that year in Cardiff when I showed up we were all new and it took yeah. us some time to figure out all the pieces where they fit right yeah and it felt very much like that so like this year um you know we want a much bigger call back and uh you know a nice blend of some we got some great younger guys um the kugler cox sanford line was uh was on fire in the playoffs it was it was awesome that that was you know i'd, I'd love that to be uh a glimpse into the future because those I got that really written down. It was Sanford it. had seven points, Cox six, and then who was the other guy? Kugler, Kugler. the center. Yeah, he came in halfway through the year, um, and uh, that line they just gel straight away. And the uh, yeah, they, well, I got this Cox fellow written down as plus twenty five in the regular season. Yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people say whatever they want to say, but plus minus. <laughs> Come the end of the season, you're plus twenty five. <laughs> Yeah. Guess, guess who else was plus 25? Richie. Uh, Richie, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Richie's up there, you know it's a valid yeah. stat. <laughs> I, I feel like it's validated, yeah. Yeah, that's Richie's currency right there. Um. Okay, yeah, they, those guys would be good to retain. So what about the NBA program? There's only one guy do it this year? Yeah, yep. we had uh, uh, Brendan Mickelson did the um, did the NBA, but uh, I think we got a few more spots for next year, so... Uh, Cardiff Met hopefully coming up big for us and um, yeah, we're look, looking to get a few more guys on those spots. Well, uh, okay. I got uh, one other question then. Cause uh, you know, in Germany, when I was young, I was like 23 when we won the championship, I maybe got carried away the next day, right? Like in the parade and everything. I might, I was just curious if any players do you think played themselves into a contract by how they celebrated or out of a contract by how they celebrated? <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, it's been crazy because the naughty we partied right after Nottingham, and that's with all the fans. And so, you know, we had some guys going pretty hard there. But then the bus leaves, so we go home. And and then honestly, the next night we had we had a corporate dinner scheduled. Um, so so some yeah, of the boys yes. were out there. We we're having a couple of drinks. But what happened yeah. was we had a couple of guys leaving for home on that Tuesday. We had a we had a whole crew of guys heading to Croatia on the uh, Tuesday. For, they're flying home, and the season ended Sunday. Well, here's what happened. The season got extended by a week, right? So, so I don't know if their flights were pre-booked from they the start of the year, up, yeah. right? So they're all booked up and it was originally supposed to have nine, 10 days, you know, kind of facing between the finals and, and, but then it got extended a week. So all the flights got basically pushed close together and everyone like peeled out of town. So we really didn't even get the full you know, the full experience of having, you know, whatever the cabina fest in the, in the locker room and then getting it going and, yeah, and you know, doing then the full deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then so the GB guys as well were heading out next day. Well, then as well. the GB guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. had to but head it, out like two days later. But that didn't stop Sam Duggan becoming the British Ovechkin with his uh, <laughs> celebrations. He was, uh, yeah, <laughs> he went after it. Well, you have to. Every time you win a championship, you have to floor it. I mean, there's only so many of those days in your life. Yeah. You know? and I'll I agree. You, That's... I was going to say, I'll ask, I'll ask you a question, Wally. So when everybody's celebrating in Saltbox and the place is going crazy, there's hundreds and hundreds of Devils fans and, 
you know, all the Devils players are, you know, sinking pint shots, whatever's, you know, which one guy is back in the dressing room sweeping up and helping the bus driver and merge load the bus? Which one player? Which player? Which player? Mark Richardson. Absolutely. Mark <laughs> Richardson is there. The captain, he's just lifted the trophy. And then I think we pop we pop back to the uh, to the bus to, to put uh, Dupes' family pushchair on You're there telling and, me uh, Richie is... And, and Richie clean- was cleaning the dressing room. With Dale, the bus driver? With Dale, the bus driver, and Murd's the equipment guy. Yeah, that's our captain. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but at the bar, wasn't Brant crowd surfing at one point? He was. Shirts off crowd surfing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they sent me the video. <laughs> I feel Hilarious. like I'm there when you guys win now. Like, I, the stuff I get set now. Did you know at the Team GB game yesterday, Mac went and... Uh, they took a picture with Mosey with uh, the two Steelers fans that are big shed folks uh, that had the big shed boost um, flag number 17. <laughs> and it's got two ales and hockey tails beside a Sheffield Steelers logo in orange. Isn't it, that weird for it, any? It's a, it's amazing how it's blown up this year. Like every game we go to, there's more and more two ales stuff. Um, um, well, you were that I got, I had that and how we knew, know each other is when you came on the episode your last episode, it was literally like the next game was the first yeah. sighting of like two ales <laughs> jerseys. Right? I looked behind after we win and I was like, there it is. The logo is right there. I took, this, I took the selfie with this two, a picture made by two Dave. Oh, it makes my heart want to explode. Yeah. And then next thing it's ra- it's raining twi- Twixes and Buenos. It's just like flying down from times, eh? and that's when that's when we that's when we first saw the power of the shed was that was that the birth of the twix was it this show yeah yeah, yeah. that's where it came from yeah and then the buenos <laughs> for the boys was for my under 11 concord and canucks oh yeah and we had awesome. um we had a bag with all the chocolate in and we had like a guessing game guess the weight of the bag and it was something like 11 kilos of chocolate that was in this oh, bag. God. well yeah and then the kit kats and sheffield was pretty wild too there was like a well, garbage one game until until the fun police came along yeah the fun police but folks if you have a mess don't forget to check out reddragongroup.co.uk they got commercial cleaning services for all your different needs if there's too many kit kats buenos on the ice just call red dragon group folks uh but seriously dupes i hope to have you on for a one-on-one about your whole career not just about coaching now but franny thank you for coercing him into my shed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I don't know what's happening obviously todd will know what's actually going on but um if you guys do end up uh being the team in cardiff that would be really swell because you're shed guys in my opinion <laughs> so thanks for coming on because i i saw the pictures of you guys celebrating i saw the pictures of you guys with your kids and your wives and i was like oh geez that's awesome <laughs> It was fun. It was, what a, what an experience, you know, like until you win it, you know, right. Franny, like until you win it, it's just like, I won one other cup in Italy, which was like an Italian cup. But other than that, this is my first championship. And, you know, oh, you fun. can't replicate that. You can't replicate that feeling, you know, and, and, and it's kind of the format here in the UK is kind of interesting because Belfast had an incredible season. They win the league, they win challenge cup and we're walking off we're walking into the off season, you know, winning that last game. 
you know, feeling like champions, uh, you know, and, and it's just kind of funny how the format sits, right? Isn't it weird that there's three in one season, there could be three teams that felt like they like won. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. So it's like kind of, it, it, it's, a, it, you know what, after going to Nottingham, uh, it was a cool experience. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. It's, it's a single game knockout, you know, I don't know about that third, fourth game, but the, you know, you get to the finals and it's just like, Awesome. third and fourth game is this guys get in one <laughs> they see how late they can stay up and still play hockey the next day <laughs> an endurance test an endurance test yeah. yeah and franny it's great to see you back in the mix and winning trophies again man it's uh it's cool for me because you know it's this is another hockey season's over and you see a bunch of my buddies retiring again. And it's like Carl Hudson's done, right? Yeah. A bunch of guys are now out of the game again. And it's like, we need some guys that can keep the shed sustainable by staying in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the older you get, it's almost, it gets more depressing. It's like, you just see guys just dropping like flies, man. Oh, and that's what I like about watching hockey is watching guys I know. And that's why I like, I'm, I'm a fan of teams again. It's because I feel like I'm back in the game now because I talk to guys in my shed. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Well, I'll be in touch for a little one-on-one time. But like Freddie said, there's a lot of guys lighted up right now. So we'll get we'll give the folks a couple months until you figure out what you're doing next season or whatever's happening gets announced or whatever's going on and everywhere in the world. Um, and Franny. We'll have you on again too, because I know you'll be doing something with the Devils, whether that's bench coach, <laughs> assistant coach, corporate director, whatever, right? I'll <laughs> be something. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyways, fellas, thanks for coming. You guys got anything before we shut her down? And I go back to the real world. No, well, thanks for having us. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, we're still on cloud nine from from last weekend, and you know, I'm still be. looking at fo- photos and still getting, you know tagged on social media stuff and it's so much fun to look through that and you know today again you know talking through it it's uh, like dupe said it was it was a, a wild ride especially that last month you know from that all of a sudden friday phone call um but it was so much fun and it was you know it, it was so much fun to work with dupes and uh and just to end it like that was just perfect with you know a and great, to be great... belfast too right you talk yeah, every talk about how great we, they were this year yeah yeah we stopped them doing the grand slam which is huge we won the three peat for the uh, the playoff championships. You know, three in a row. That's pretty you count tough to that. Do. There's like f- five years and, there. Uh, <laughs> Can you count that? <laughs> yeah, but I guess it is. It's a lot of different players. <laughs> eh? it. A lot of different yeah. players. What? So it'd be you, well, yeah, Patchy, it, it Richie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Dixon. Yeah, Dixon's Dixon. won Lou? all three. The three years he's Lou? been yeah. big Lou. Yeah. Yeah. And who else did you say? Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, it. Yeah. Well, and there's that's um, a good core right there that have stuck Duggan, through Duggan, all this Duggan. weird times. I think Doug Doug had two. Yeah. But um, yeah, it you know for for all those guys from those last three teams, you know, to to win three in a row. Um, for for the group of guys that we had this year, who you know, it felt a lot like the group that we had, Wally. Um, in terms of the personalities and and the you know um brotherhood between them so for those guys to all end up as winners together it was just the perfect ending and being on the ice with our families too it just it just couldn't have been more perfect ah winning is fun isn't it and getting to do it with your family and your kids and then all the buddies you play with all year it's such a weird league like we've said is that you guys won your last game of the season you guys got to finish it on that high 
And I tell you, that is memorable stuff you get to keep with you forever, right? The kids, the kids just running on the ice and, you know, obviously your wife's down there, like, they, like Fanny said at the start, I guess, you know, it should be appropriate. We should thank our wives, you know, because they do put up a lot of garbage with us, you know, and, and so, you know, a big salute to all the wives and a big thank you. But and it was, and it it was, was just Mother's field. Day here. You guys are in Wales. It was just Mother's Day here yesterday and all the, the shed guys that come on and we talk about the love stories and the kids being born all over the world is couldn't do it without them, right? That's right. You know, well, I got roped into two Mother's Days. I had the UK version and then I had the Mother's Day version. Rightfully so, though, you know. I remember. So. I remember those times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Freddie Dupes and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, because I'm a gold band. I'm not for it.